Hey, hockey moms, check out bluelinehockeyclub.com for all the past and future podcasts. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by... Hey, hockey fans, it's that time of year again. NHL playoffs are here and summertime barbecues. Stay in style this summer by the grill, pool, or at your casual get-togethers with Summer Skate. Summer Skates are the leading sports sandal footwear in the business with NHL team brands or your own personal logos on real hockey lace straps. Check them out at summerskates.com or go to bluelinehockeyclub.com and click on the link. You won't be disappointed. Summer skates are made with real hockey laces. Footbeds mold to your feet after a few wears. Summer skates are also washable, keeping your feet healthy and fresh. Summer skates. Stay fresh without the skate. Welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We have episode 63 tonight. We have the usual suspects sitting in the house. We have our producer, Patrick Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And the local nerd on staff, our IT guy, Robbie P. Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how's your mom and them? Peters. <laughs> the all-around sports guru, the guy that we go to for all of our sports news, Derek D. Train. He too. What's up? What's up, sweetos? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark, but Dr. Morley. Oh, Dr. Hey, we have a very special guest sitting in with us tonight. Hometown boy from Canton, New York, and uh, part of the, the Detroit Red Wings system these days, Wade Megan. What's up, Wade? Hey, all boys. How we doing? What's up, Wade? What's up, Wade? Good to have you, man. Thanks for having me. So we were talking to you a little bit before. You're up in Ottawa right now, chasing some Canadian women or something like that. Pat said, he's "Yeah, yeah, now. something like that." <laughs> yeah, you guys. Uh, oh, he's yeah. No, I'm here with uh, vi- visiting uh, my mom and stuff. So it's been nice to to see the family and uh, just kind of relax a little bit. It's been good. Nice. So uh, you're doing a little bit of work on your NOCO program, right? Your hockey school. Yeah. So. Um, we, uh, my fiance and I, we still have our place in Grand Rapids, but I wanted to come back and kind of touch base around here and kind of get my ducks in a row for the uh, for the NOCO camp. So we're looking forward to it. Nice. So are you just up here for a little while and you're heading back out to Grand Rapids or what's the deal? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the plan. You like it out there? We do. We love it. We love it. It's uh, It's been nice. The city's really seems to be growing quite a bit recently and uh you know, a lot of stuff to do, a lot of places to go downtown. And, you know, when you go out and stuff like that, it's a good, you know, youthful group out. So we, we enjoy it a lot. Just like nice. Canton. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Nightlife just like Canton. Yeah. <laughs> One place to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy decision to go out, though. You know where you're going. It's, it only takes a yeah. couple minutes to figure out where you're going. That's for sure. There's no confusion involved. There's no confusion. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. can't tell anybody, hey, I'll meet you there, or we're going to go here first. It's like, all right, I'm going to hoot. see you there in a little bit. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going out. Every, we're going out. Everyone knows where you're going. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wade, uh, I see you guys lost out uh, uh, to Chicago, your former team. Can you t- touch a little bit about your season and uh, what it was like to uh, play Chicago, seeing a couple of the old boys? Yeah, it was really it was a fun series. Obviously, we would like to would like to get the best of them, especially like you mentioned it being uh, my previous team. But it was good, man. It was fun playoff hockey, uh, hard fought series. So 
you know, like you mentioned, I, I, I know quite a bit of those guys on Chicago. So, you know, if it's not going to be us, I'm happy to see Chicago uh, continue to do well. Nice. Yeah, for sure. I, I was going to touch on that, Wade. Uh, you know, I think it was uh, April 10th, um, you know, the NHL regular season was over. And um, I think you played, you played Iowa and they sent down their – couple of their big boys you know obviously greenway from our hometown you know jordan donato came down yep. and luke Cunning. um they beat up yep. on you guys pretty good seven to three but i was just kind of curious you know when i saw that game you know what's that like and what's your experience to seeing you know at the end of the season the nhl team send some of their boys down what's that like and uh did you have any guys come down uh from your team uh from detroit to play with you guys yeah, so it, it was kind of one of those things where it was it was uh, it was the opposite for us, where we had a lot of injuries in Detroit, and they were calling guys up left and right. I mean, we had you know at least five guys up there um, in Detroit, um, and like you mentioned, uh, Iowa got some guys back from Minnesota. But yeah, that part of it's always tough in the American League because you know you're playing a team that is a completely different team than what you played all year. You know, like right, Iowa, yeah. You play, towards the end of the year it's a completely different team so it so it changes it changes everything um so that part that part's tough um but you know they had a good team and it's good to you know that some of those guys come down and uh, are able to do well so it, it was fun able to talk to jordan a little bit or no i did yeah yeah i caught up uh caught up with him after after the game and um it, it's different for those guys too i mean especially for for a guy like jordan who who is, you know, a mainstay NHL guy who was up there all year, and then all of a sudden he comes down and um, is in the American League grind. They throw him into the into the fire. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's certainly different, like I said. And especially it's got to be tough, you know, for a guy like Jordan to come down and just kind of recommit and, and uh, refocus because it, it's tough, man, coming from the NHL to the American League. It's like it's kind of hard to find it sometimes, but – um, credit to those guys. They were all in. They they wanted to win and they can they wanted to do well. And um, I think that's you know that's what management uh, on their side wants to see. They want to see those younger guys get some playoff experience. And you know exactly. you know as you guys know the American the American League's a good league. There's a lot of good players. And um, so to get that experience, playoff hockey, playoff hockey. So it, it's good um, for guys to get experience for sure. Yeah, so, you know, this was my first year of, of really paying attention um, to the AHL. And I, I don't obviously mean that in any sort of disrespectful way. I mean, everybody pays attention to the NHL. But what I noticed course, yeah. what I noticed was, you know, my first instinct was, you know, there is no way that those three moving down cannot have a huge impact. And I think what I found was, yeah, they had an impact, but it was nowhere near the impact that I, I saw, the, the solid teams, I mean, I think the Chicago Wolves, and they were going anyways. Iowa ha always had a climb, even with them bringing down three NHLers. So, you know, for me, I, I'll make this short and sweet, what I saw was a whole lot of talent in the AHL that I, I don't think I knew was there. Absolutely. I, you know, obviously I've spent the majority of my time in the AHL, and I've seen – you know, even these past two years, it's like the the quality players that come through and especially the age, man, like I think about I think about myself playing hockey at 18 years old. If you would have put me on an American League sheet of ice 
I would have been embarrassing. Like I would have stood <laughs> out like a sore thumb. You know, like these guys are coming in at 18, 19 years old and and playing really good hockey, and in some cases, you know, dominating games at 18, 19 years old. So it's pretty impressive to see, and it's really it seems like a major shift to like these young these young players can play, man, for sure. Wade, talk about listen. I, I mean, I've we've all seen you play hockey from a young age. Me especially, I've seen you play from a young age. And talk to talk to us a little bit about like you know you're a guy that's like a tweener. You know what I mean? Like you're right there between playing in the show, bouncing around back to the AHL. But we've seen you play in the NHL. It looks like you belong. So I mean, it's what what's the difference in your opinion from you know like the guys that make that kind of become mainstays up there and the guys that bounce around, you know, is there a difference there? And is there a frustration level involved with a guy like you that, why not you, know, you Wade? That's what yeah, we I mean, want. personally, like, I think, yeah, I mean, I think all of us like think you belong there. So like kind of what's, what's the difference that you see there? I mean, I've been trying to figure it out my whole career. No, there's, there is. And I mean, at some point, you know, there is a certain amount of frustration that, that creeps in. And, um, you know, if you keep pushing that aside year after year and month after month and call up after call up when you're not getting the call, uh, there certainly is some frustra- frustration that sets in. But for me, it was just about kind of trying to stay the course. And at some point, you know, maybe you have to accept that, you know, maybe the market has spoken. It, you know, I, I would certainly did everything that I could to to make a push to the NHL and become a mainstay player. Um, and I got some good chances and, um, you know, played with some really good players and had a lot of fun. But I mean, when you get, you, you see the guys in the NHL and it's like, man, like sometimes they're just on another level. I mean, it's just, they're just so smart. It It's frustrating in the, in the NHL for sure, because in the HL you can make a mistake and you're, you're probably all right. In the NHL, you make a mistake and it's in the back of your net and you might not play again ever you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah uh, so, it, so it certainly it certainly gets tough at times but um for me it was just about staying the course and just trying to just trying to keep going and always just trying to get a little bit better and and like i you know alluded to before trying to keep up with the younger guys <laughs> yes yeah, so waited with the frustration factor it must be frustrating when you go up to you know you get called up to detroit and you know you're traveling like the nhl um you know because we've heard from some other guys you know you get treated a little bit differently when you're rolling with the NHL than when you're rolling with the AHL. Is that something frustrating when you go back to the AHL? Absolutely. But, you know, like for me, it was, you know, I spent the majority of my time in the AHL. So going back is, a, it is a little bit of a letdown because it's just so different and, and life is so good there. For, you know, yeah. every need you, every need you could ever have is, is already been <laughs> hey, up and, and already, and already been taken care of. Yeah. So, so, you know, just, just, pushing away some of that frustration is tough and and that's kind of what I was uh, getting at before as far as like Jordan coming down after playing an entire season in the NHL or guys like Jordan you know and just having to reapply and recommit um, because management's watching they, they want those guys to do well they're they're keeping a close eye on especially you know their top prospects so just trying to keep it all together man that's that's half the battle yeah the NHL guys definitely get pampered a little bit these days we had Theo Fleury on and he was like you know, ripping on these guys, how they're just taking care of their food. Everything they do is taking care of for them. And he was like, when I was, when I was playing, we were going to Tim Hortons, getting a coffee and smoking two cigarettes on the way to practice. 
<laughs> Man, I think I played in the wrong generation because that's that's the kind of hockey I would like to play. Have a have a dart in the locker room and just kind of yeah, take it easy. But then uh, everyone started working out and ruined it for the rest of us. They ruined it for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a different game, man. Wade, with uh, St. Louis being in the uh, Stanley Cup right now, I know you scored your first NHL goal with St. Louis. You had a little stint in the locker room there. What's the locker room like uh, uh, for St. Louis? And, uh, you know, what what do those, some of those boys do to get ready for the game? And uh, what's the atmosphere like inside that locker room? Unbelievable, guys. I'm so happy to see them doing well. And, uh, you know, I had Barube, the coach there, was my coach in Chicago. And, He's just one of those guys that you want to do well for. He's not going to get on you, but it's almost like it's almost like your old man. You know, you just don't want to disappoint him. You don't want you don't want to play. You don't want to have a bad. Yeah. You don't want to let him down. You know. So it's like um, I think that's kind of what's going on there, and the guys who kind of ride around him, and then um, he just a lot of good guys, guys like Bennington and stuff like that, who have been or obviously came in and played unbelievable for them, and is still playing unbelievable hockey through playoffs. I can't say enough about those guys, man. I had so much fun with them. And those guys, as much as anyone, were just so accommodating and so welcoming when uh, when I came into the league. And they were just so happy for me. And, and uh, so it's re- it was really cool. And uh, I have a lot of respect for those guys and the coaching staff. So it, it's really good to see them do well. Yeah, they're on fire right now. I mean, they've been the be- one of the best teams in the NHL uh, about a month before the Worst playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Game's tied up 2-2 right now for those aren't tuned in. 2-2 with four minutes left, five minutes left in the second period. Yeah. So are you are you going for the, the Blues then? Are you rooting for the Blues? I am rooting for the Blues. I want to see those guys win. <laughs> but um, I also said too, like, man, the Bruins rested up and ready to go. Like, that's, that's going to be a tough test for them. But, you know, those guys, like you said, have been playing some really good hockey down the stretch. So if anyone can beat them, it's, it's going to be St. Louis. Nice. Hey, Wade, let's, um, I know you mentioned your, your hockey school. Um, let's get into a little bit of that and tell the listeners that, uh, you know, what you guys are doing for that program, uh, where they can find, yeah, where they can find out about your, your school. It's a website, all that kind of stuff. Fill us in a little bit. Excellent. Yeah. So we're super excited about this. Kyle Flanagan, uh, Mark Fallon and myself, uh, all Canton guys have, uh, just kind of come together to, to put on this hockey camp uh, it's called noco hockey and uh, this will be the fourth year that we're doing it and we've just tried to step it up uh every year we've tried to we've tried to get better and better and this year is going to be a huge step forward um we really really put a lot of time into to the practice plan and a lot of uh we just try to teach some of those those skills that maybe you don't get a chance to work on all the time throughout uh the season and throughout uh regular practice time you know, for example, like a little skill, like, you know, catching the puck in your in your skates and, and getting it to your stick and either taking a shot or finding a pass or, you know, it's something I notice a lot in playoffs and I'm sure you guys have too, is all the block shots. There's, there's a lot, you got to have your head up when you're shooting and uh, there's always going to be guys that are trying to, trying to block the shot. So it's getting tougher and tougher. And on top of that, like it's tough to beat goalies just, just straight up. So I think shooting through screens is, is a great skill to have. And so we've implemented this year, we've got a lot of uh, new on-ice training devices that are mimicking shooting through a screen, you know, a big tripod in front of the net that you got to pick your head up and shoot through or shoot around because I think that's such an important skill to have. Yeah, and you mentioned the, the website is, is nocohockey.com. Nice. You think you're going to take this uh, 
take this school ever um, somewhere else to, you know, progress it and bring it to Grand Rapids or Alaska where Mark is or, you know, uh, Phelan's kind of bouncing around, or not Phelan, uh, Flanagan's up in Ottawa. But is that something you guys see in the future for the school or are you just going to keep it up in Canada? No, absolutely. We want to grow this thing, but at the same time, we want to we want to get it uh, as good as it can possibly be and um, make it a, a well-oiled machine before we before we move on to to another city or something like that. So we want to really, first of all, take care of uh, the younger Canton players coming up through because all of us are just so grateful to have grown up in Canton, a nice small town, close knit, and it did so much. Uh, so much for our career and you know i'm sure you guys can attest to it, it was just such a great place to grow up so um this was kind of our way of just just doing something good for the community and, and helping out some young players so that's kind of where it started and um yeah absolutely our goal is to grow this thing and, and to keep helping as many players as we can because um we think uh, the three of us have have a lot of uh, a lot of hockey knowledge to to pass along and a lot of little stuff that we would love to and uh, and just use to help help younger players just get better at hockey and really just to maybe hop on the ride that the three of us have enjoyed and and uh, it's been so incredible and so much fun so we want to try to provide that opportunity for players to to build a path and create value for themselves as players and and hopefully go on to have a, a great career whether it be playing or coaching or video or you know there's a lot of opportunity um, in hockey so that's kind of where we're coming from. You know, for, for for me, Wade, I'm I'm I don't know how much older than you am, but I'm I was just sitting there listening to you describing these new types of hockey camps, and I can't help but point this out. Mark, Derek, Pat, tell us what your hockey camps were like. Back to basics, <laughs> or I mean, we skated around in freaking circles for fucking two hours. That that <laughs> was what we did to get back into shape. Yeah, and so when I when I see your videos and stuff, I I just kind of shake my head like, God damn, you guys got it good. You have all the little stick handling stuff. You got the stick with the little raised so that you can pass the puck in and out and just be you know fluid in and out of pucks. You have the um, I see the little tripods with the little mini stick that flaps up and down. You pop the stick, you pull the puck, and then you take a shot. We did not right. have that stuff, you know? So it's like the stuff that you guys are working with, no wonder these kids are running at 18 at an NHL level. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I no, just kidding. wanted so, to point that so out. So true. Crazy. For sure. Exactly. And you hit it right on the head. And um, for me, the, uh, I remember the day it was, it was, uh, I was working this exact, you know, very similar type of training and uh, it was, after my sophomore year of college and I had, I had eight goals my sophomore year of college and I did this type of training, similar training to the stuff you're talking about and the stuff that we do. And uh, my junior year, I had 20 and that's not to pump my own tires. That's, that's when I had that kind of eureka moment, like, holy crap, this stuff works. I mean, this is yeah. stuff that really, really works and it's super beneficial. And, you know, if this, if this was the jump I had from, uh, you know, 18 to 19 years old imagine if i did it when i was 12 years old and did it all the way up through that was just ingrained so imagine that for sure exactly <laughs> exactly yeah you know so so that's that's kind of that's kind of our plan for sure it's a great uh, great well, service yeah. you guys are providing wade so keep it up man yeah plus your nuts finally dropped so that's why he starts for <laughs> yeah then you, that's why you're <laughs> <back to> that. <laughs> oh, 
Well, you're probably almost out of bourbon over there, so we're going to wrap it up. But uh, <laughs> really, fill her up. Fill her up. You're in Ottawa. <laughs> Good to catch up with you, man. That was, uh, you know, great for sh sharing those uh, those pieces of information and stories with us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. That was so cool. Great to talk to you guys. Always good to talk to uh, some fellow Golden Bear alums. Perfect. Good luck with your camp. And uh, want to give us one more plug on the dates on that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, July 29th through August 9th. And nocohockey.com, all the sign-up, all the information, a lot more information on there. Um, even if you're not coming, I urge parents to hop on there and, and take a look. And uh, younger players, maybe join the newsletter and uh, we're going to be throwing out a lot of content, a lot of little drills and stuff like that that I think are going to be super beneficial to younger players. So, um, yeah, hop on the newsletter and, and we'll start pumping out some some very valuable uh, content. Awesome. Thanks, man. Great job, bud. Thanks, Wade. Yep. You got it, guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Take care, guys. All right, Wade Megan with us tonight, boys. Another local guy from Canton, New York, BU prospect making it up into the uh, ahl been in the nhl a few times um with st louis and detroit and now he's uh, playing with the, the grizzlies uh, in grand rapids for the detroit organization uh he moved up and played uh, i thought he played really well oh okay my bad um yeah so he he um he played pretty well when he was up with the detroit red wings this year and i got to catch a couple of his games um, you know, specifically because I knew he was playing. I, I watched a few of his games. I thought he did really well. I know I heard from Jimmy Howard that he thought Wade was playing extremely well when he was up with him. So, um, you know, hopefully he gets another shot next year with, with Detroit. Um, I know they, they were impressed with his plays from what I heard, you know, through the, through the great prime through Jimmy Howard. So Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, we all watch. I, we said this to Derek. I, I know that because he's from Canton, I'm, I'm slanted a little bit, and I'm not ashamed to say it. But at the same time, when you watch the games, and I felt that he contributed. He's a face-off guy. He won a bunch of face-offs. He put them in good opportunities. So for me right now, when I see all these coaches' heads rolling, it comes down to an opinion, and it looks like those opinions sucked. So <laughs> we need to do a better job at identifying people that are good, not based on how I feel about you, but about reality and how you really are on the hockey rink. I, I think Wade is like, I think he's the kind of guy, like he kind of keeps, he's like right on the cusp, you know? So I feel like he'd be the kind of guy, like if he just got an opportunity, like to stay there for like, you know, two Probably. months or something like that. Well, yeah, a month. You know what I mean? Well, so he, that he, means he would hang on. He would hang on, I think. Yes, I really yeah. do. I think once he got in the system and played, he's good enough to be on that level. No look at look at Charlie Coyle, who just left from Minnesota. Now, I don't think Coyle was, you know, awful in Minnesota, but I think when he went to Boston, he had a spike, right? He had a jolt. Now, let's say somebody saw Wade and said, I really think Wade could do something. That's going to change Wade's trajectory. You know, just because someone says, well, you know, my opinion is at this time I don't like him. I hope it's objective, but there's no way of knowing that. So all these guys may have overlooked him where – he gets this opportunity and look, and, and the next thing you know, he's in maybe a third line, fourth line, whatever. He's in the lineup, but that may be the, the spark that changes his career. And maybe he lights on fire and then all of a sudden uh, shoots into second, third, you know, maybe the third line or the second line. I don't know. He's not going to first yeah. line right away. But, you know, I'm just saying those little things sometimes completely change the path.
So yeah, and just to touch on that a little bit, um, we didn't really mention it before, but he was the Willie Marshall Award winner um, a season ago. Uh, for the listeners, that is the person that has the most points in the AHL. So in most goals. Most goals, yeah. So when you see something like that, okay, you got all of these AHL players, and you have this one player that had the most goals in the league, you know, how is he not breaking up to the NHL? But, you know, that also depends on the organization that he's with, right? So if he's with Detroit and they really don't need a, a center at that time, you know, he doesn't get the bump, but maybe if he was over in Arizona or something at the time, he would have got that chance. Yep. You know, so Ottawa or something, yeah. Where yeah, Ottawa had, had a lot of, you know, loss this year. Um, you know, if he was in that organization, would he been up playing, right? So some of that depends on the AHL team and that system that he's playing in and what that particular team needs that year. So, you know, it's there's a lot of variables for these guys to get up to the show. And, you know, he's yeah, been there. I mean, he's had his chances. I mean, what else can he do? Like you said, he's it was the Willie Marshall Award, I believe, in 2016. Fifth lean scorer on his team, Detroit AHL team. And then when he was in Chicago, he was third lean scorer. So, I mean, what else does he got to do? But you're right, Mark, the chemistry, what people need. And I, I think a lot of good talent gets lost uh, with these NHL teams just because um, there's so much upside. There's so much talent. I mean, can you imagine um, some of these guys on the Toronto Marlies? I mean, the Toronto Marlies have won the AHL Cup the last two years. There's so many good players on that team. But look at the Maple Leafs. Look what they got. I mean, they are stacked four lines straight. So a lot of those kids on that Toronto Marlies AHL affiliate of the Maple Leafs, if they were anywhere else, um, they'd probably be up in the show a little bit, maybe a fourth-line player. So it's definitely true about, uh, you know, depending on what your uh, NHL team needs at the time. And I think Wade will get get his op- opportunity eventually. He's just got to get the right team. And, you know, for being playing for Detroit, you think he would get pulled up there. I mean, they're they're one of the worst teams in the league. So uh, he'll have to Oh, yeah, so he did get pulled up, right? So they had some injuries, and that's even like when you watch the Wild, that they had a bunch of guys going up and down all season. Um, even uh, Greenway went down for a little bit at the beginning of the season there, you know, a short stint for a weekend, but, you know, that was just a light of fire on his ass. But that happens, and you get injuries, and there's a lot of the variables for these AHL guys. But Well, I, you know, I think a lot. another big part of it, too, is, uh, like, the whole league is going young. You know what I mean? So, like, I, here I am talking about, like, Wade Megan, being like an older, old, slightly older guy, which is mind-boggling to me to even say that. But you know, the league is, you know, like like Wade even talked about in when we just talked to him. It's you know, young guys, 18, 19, 20 years old. When you're a franchise and you're looking at what you've got in your farm system, you're gonna, you know, if you got a guy that's like you know, 29, 28, and you got a guy that's 18 and their skill level is semi on par with each other. You're going to go with that. You know, you're going to give the opportunity probably to the younger guy to come up. So yeah. gonna, it's, it's, it's challenging. And the, the, the way the league is now and the way the leagues are all across pro sports, it's like, you know, the young guys, it's everybody's going young. So the young guys are, have kind of like a leg up over, you know, maybe guys that deserve to be there. To be honest, be honest with you, they're a little bit older. So especially with yeah. the style of NHL play too. Yeah. So just think about when we talked to coach Carvel from UMass, you know, he lost his best player early. Um, you know, how many times has BU lost their best players early? And these guys are going to the show, you know, I mean, um, you know, you got 18 year old kids that are actually making a difference in the NHL, which, you know, was unheard of years ago. I mean, you, you didn't even see kids playing college hockey till they were 20, 
you know, 20 yeah. years ago. You know, they didn't want you at 18. They wanted you at 20 years old. Now you got 18-year-olds that are making the show or you got guys leaving after their sophomore year, junior year. You've seen a lot more of that. So it's definitely changing. For sure. Well, fellas, um, let's get into our sponsor this this week, uh, Summer Skates. Pat, you want to touch a little bit about Summer Skates? Yeah, summerskates.com. They're uh, leading uh, producer for sandals, footwear for the summertime. Uh, we got a, each of us got a pair of summer summer skates. They're called their uh, sandals with ho- real hockey laces, uh, real comfortable. We got our emblem right on it. They're pretty sweet, actually. Um, you can throw them in the washer. You can order pre-order, you know, a dozen summer skate sandals with your logo on it. So uh, check them out. Go to summerskates.com or go to bluelinehockeyclub.com. And we got a link right there that you can click on and we'll take you right to the site. But uh, really, really nice sandals for uh, any occasion. Yeah, and actually, um, you know, when I wear those sandals around, I get more people talking about them than any other sandal I've probably ever worn. (laughs) People just see them. They think they're unique. Um, especially hockey fans, you know, with the hockey laces and, you know, they're definitely the name themselves, Summer Skates. I mean, that's a brilliant name. Uh, they're really going to develop a good brand with that. And, uh, you know, I love them. Yeah. So we got, I got a picture on Instagram, go to our Instagram page and you can check out Summer Skates or like at summerskates.com or bluelinehockeyclub.com. All right, boys, let's talk about some of the Stanley Cup finals here. We um, had a pretty exciting week. Or well, that's actually what there was only there's two games in two days in between games now, so they're spreading it out a little bit on us. Kind of sucks. I go through a little withdrawal here. Annoying. <laughs> yeah. You don't watch the basketball, the Raptors versus the uh, the Golden Fuck State that. Warriors, or what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's guys like missing games or like with a tight hamstring. It's the fucking finals. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, you got to run up and down that court. Uh, oh. oh. The Blues, though, what a crazy series, huh? I mean, the atmosphere in St. Louis is fucking unreal. And, you know, I was watching the game the other day and thinking about all the guests we've had on from the podcast and what we've been talking about on this podcast of how St. Louis is just the new hockey hotbed. And it goes to show that, you know, it is. Look at that arena, man. They're fucking crazy. Brett Hall was near the glass at the last game, giving the the Bruins players the middle finger. I mean, it's just crazy out there. And those guys are pumped up, and, you know, the series is tied now. And Bruins got to really step it up. I see Chara got a puck to the face, a lot of shit to talk about. But uh, it's been pretty exciting series. Yeah, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly, he's been on fire. You know, he's been just – he knocked that puck out of the air and scored on two, two goals. goals last. Last yep. Awesome. I'm a big fan of Ryan O'Reilly. I like him. I just like his work ethic. I like who he was. I like how he, when he went to Buffalo, he made a huge impact there. They traded him away. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, but... he's a digger. I didn't. I, I never really liked that anyways. He's a tough, tough, you know, player. And he can obviously score and you know, so I, I, he's showing Buffalo now, isn't he, that, uh, you know, we shouldn't have got rid of him. Yeah, and, and one of our guests we've had on here, Mike McKenna, he's a big uh, NHL analyst now. That's pretty cool. Huh, guys, you guys see him talk a few times? I thought I he did really that. well. Yeah, Mike did well. He, he sounds good. He's a, he's a smart guy anyways. Yeah. Are you talking with your eyes closed, Rod? 
Yep. Why? Nice. New style. <laughs> <laughs> my, I, I took my glasses off. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, go ahead, go ahead, Mark, but I just wanted to say real quick, you know, the Bruins are down Chara and Grizzly, two of their top defensemen. So, you know, that's huge. And it looks like he's out for game five. So, Chara, I'm it, talking about. Yeah, because he came back to the bench like after that second period, but he never Broken played much. So I didn't really hear. Did you guys hear what the final uh, call on Chara was? He got hit in the face with the puck, and then they put the eye tech full shield on him. He came and sat back on the bench for the full third period. Uh, the only time he hit the ice was a TV timeout, went over and hit everybody's they, head and hands and on the bench. The doctor didn't clear him to play. He wasn't he say, didn't come it, to play. He just it all boils down to his players. Right. It's probably a concussion at that point. You know, well, yeah, the doctor said, you know, you're not playing anymore. Told Coach Cassidy he's not playing. Chara, it was his decision to put on a, a fishbowl um, eye tech to go out, and he just wanted to sit on the bench to be with his team. That's it. I mean, that's hockey players. Like Derek was just saying, basketball's got a pulled hammy, and they don't even dress. They're at home playing Fortnite. In yeah. hockey, <laughs> I mean, you take a fucking puck to the face. He had blood coming out of his nose at one point sitting on the bench and just started bleeding again. And there he is fucking, you know, you know, rooting on his players, um, you know, just, and I mean, he's the, he's the captain of the team, right? So, I mean, yeah. he's still out there. Um, not too many sports. You see that happen. I mean, soccer, baseball, football, basketball, where a player has a broken fucking jaw bleeding out of his nose and he's, still on the bench rooting his team. But, uh, I mean, just, just from a standpoint from the Bruins or what I said earlier, I mean, they're out Grizzly. They're out Chara now. And now they're, you know, pulling players from the Providence Bruins who, you know, haven't played in a while. I mean, some of those guys on that affiliate team, they haven't been playing since they – I don't even know if they made it to playoffs. So these guys are coming up, you know, rusty. And, uh, you know, McAvoy's going to – Krug's going to get a lot of minutes. They have to get a lot of minutes. But the one thing I do want to say, and we've been talking about it for a while, is that third and fourth line of the Bruins, we, we've been talking about the first line, the best line in the NHL. they kind of been dormant in the third and fourth line and been doing everything. But uh, um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I think the momentum's going – you know, as a Bruins fan, I want to see Bruins turn the tide, but I think the momentum's going with St. Louis and the atmosphere and everything what's going on. So we'll see what happens. Coming back to Boston, though, right? This next game, or is it in St. Louis again? Boston. No, it, it's in Boston, and it's going to be pivotal for the Bruins. To, they need to win. How about our boy Charlie Coyle? I mean, he's been the talk of the Boston Bruins for this series. I mean, it seems like yeah, he's scoring I mean, every game. Being from Boston, I mean, he's always wanted to play for the Bruins. He grew up being a Bruins fan, coming from Minnesota this year on the trade deadline. I mean, he's living the dream. Yeah, talk about getting to the right place at the right time. You know, for him to be traded from Minnesota into Boston, to Boston to make it into playoffs, for, for him to be producing late in the playoffs like this, I mean, Huge. I always, I always thought, what, uh, you know, well of of Charlie. Anyways, I, I like the way he plays. He's a hard nosed player, anyways. Um, and you know, I always give more points to to guys that can grind as well. 
We're going to get Charlie on here eventually in the future. So, yeah, it'll be fun to talk to him. Yeah, I can talk about that fourth line. Crowley's been playing really well for them. Been getting on the stat sheet. Um, you know, that's huge. Nordstrom. He's got like what? Four or five points this uh, Stanley Cup playoff. I mean, uh, in this final series, he's got at least five points. That's huge. I mean, he had two. He had a two-goal game. I think a three-point game, two goals and an assist. I mean, it's huge for Boston. And you know, two grass. I see. Uh, I see. They went back with uh, Byington. They put him back in that. Um, he did pretty well. Yeah, that the two games ago, that was just that wasn't even really that fun to watch. I mean, uh, <laughs> the Blues just got fucking pounded, and I mean, I was watching the game, and I, I think I texted you guys time to pull him in the first period. Uh, Bennington, I don't think he should even been in as long as he was in. Um, they did end up pulling him after I think four or five, but um, that I thought he should have been out in the first period, stop the bleeding get some you know motivation for the guys to you know turn it around a little bit but um you know jesus it's a tough call huh by the time you can respond to your text it was you know he was out three goals or something like that yeah you did call that early mark and when you wrote that originally i was like yeah i don't think it's time to pull that goalie but maybe should have he saw the writing on the wall i guess I mean, yeah. I mean, those goals he let in were pretty weak in in my view. But uh, you know, you know, put yourself in that head coach, you know, Coach Brube. I mean, do you pull him? I mean, it's tough decision, but you have to, right? Those the only way they were gonna, you know, try to get some momentum back in their favor was to pull him, and you know, those goals are fucking weak. Well, I know. Didn't you always think of like in the floodgates at that point? Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you guys played hockey, I mean, whenever you pulled the goalie, though, didn't you always have that feeling like, fuck, we're done? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it always, you know, I mean, you always had kind of like the, the air went out of the fucking room, basically. When yeah. You, pulled the goalie. you know, like, you're always like, yeah, wah, 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 there goes, there goes that yeah. game. But, yeah, so it's it's tough. Um, Mark, I got to give it to you, though. You did call that early on in the game that you should have pulled him. I'm not sure if, if they would have pulled him early, that would change anything, but. It's a tight series, man. It's it's back and forth. Obviously, it looks like it's probably gonna go back to Boston. I think it'll go seven games, probably. You know, I I, I still like I say I stand by the prediction that I think St. Louis is gonna win the game, win the win the cup. But uh, I think it's gonna go back to Boston. I think Boston will probably win that game. Go back to St. Louis. I think St. Louis will win that game, and then what? Finish it up in Boston, right? So uh, finish it up in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just to touch on the goalies, you know. Um, you know, that position, you have to be on every night. I mean, if you're a defenseman or a forward and you're having an off night, you're, you're most of the time you're not causing goals to be scored. Maybe if you're not, you know, having a good shot or you have a bad shift or as long as you're in position and you're, and you're doing your job, you're usually not costing the team a game. But these goalies are expected to stand on their head every night in these playoffs. And a young goalie like Bennington, I mean, it's a, it's a big feat for him to play. Like Tuka Rask has been in the league a lot longer, right? So he's got more – playoff experience um he's been there before you know you're asking a lot out of this young goalie to play you know outstanding every night so i mean hopefully that's his off night and uh you know he won't have that again in this series but it's a lot of pressure on these keepers listen Naras has had his has had playoff failure you know i mean so he's you know he's uh, this is his chance to kind of redeem himself in boston because he's had a lot of playoff uh failure leading up to this so 
Um, it's it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to go seven games, and it'll be fun to watch for sure. Yeah. For yeah. And how, how about some of these penalties, guys? Like, holy shit! I mean, yeah. I, I talk about it every week, but I mean, the stick <laughs> touches the leg, and it's like the guy falls down. I swear to God, since we've been talking about it on the show, I Get feel worse. like. I see it see it more and more it's like that's a fucking penalty the guy just fell down because he felt the stick hit his leg like it's just a penalty it's now. been it's it's a big topic on social media right carrie frazier has been responding you know you know during the games um if you want to text carrie frazier or tweet carrie frazier he'll tweet you back instantly and um you know the whole playoffs to me has been nothing but you know ripping on the referees and these outrageous calls and you know that comes back to what the nhl is going towards you know a faster game they don't want the clutch and grab but it's so inconsistent the goalie interference is so inconsistent but you know does is the nhl thinking you know this is part of what we're trying to get you know this this is going to be what's gonna this is gonna happen with what we want in a faster nhl game are these crazy ridiculous calls um you know like mark said the guy put his stick in front of him and he fell over i think he just fucking tripped and he got a penalty and then you get some crazy you know obvious call that they don't call and it's just so inconsistent the whole nhl playoffs the refs should never be really a part of the game but it's it's so inconsistent. Like Pat says with the tripping call, it's that's an obvious thing for the refs apparently. If they see a stick near the skates, they call a trip. But if you watch the guys behind the net, they pretty much like cross check each other into the boards like face first and it's no penalty. <laughs> you know, that shit happens all the time. Like in front of the net in the corner. Like they blast yeah. people from behind and they go face first into the ice or the boards and no call. Like and they the guy pounded on too though. Yes, yeah, so, but don't yeah. trip them. Blast them to the fucking ground from behind. Yeah. Don't them. I mean, I don't understand the philosophy there. Um, it just seems some of these penalties that are getting called. I mean, you see the guys looking up to the, the jumbotron and they're like, ref, what the fuck is that? Like, this is bullshit. And, you know, like we talked about before with the coaches, are they getting pissed at their players for taking that penalty? And it's like, what the hell? You know, like, how do you what do you tell your player? Like, hey, better luck next time. And I guess your stick got caught up there. But. I mean, it's just frustrating for me as a fan to watch it. It must be incredibly frustrating frustrating for the guy that has to go to the box and serve that penalty, um, especially in the Stanley Cup finals. Um, if they score a goal, I mean, that's just craziness. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's something I think, you know, we were talking about before, grow the game, uh, more penalties, more goals, uh, faster game, all that stuff. But at some point, you got to just say, hey, look, we need to play hockey again. And some of this stuff has to go away. It's not soccer. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But, you know, it'll probably stay this way because it's the way hockey's going. That's right. Just some uh, any other NHL news, trade rumors. Eric Carlson, I guess, has been all over Twitter. You know, he signed that one-year deal with San Jose. Uh, sounds like he wants to go back to Ottawa. Montreal's pretty um, uh, interested in him. They're... Uh, uh, I guess they're uh, leading the way on uh, his contract. Um, but uh, what I've been reading personally, what I'm taking from it is that it looks like he wants to go back to Ottawa where he's comfortable. I don't know if he, you know, he's been there for a while. He got drafted from Ottawa. 
Um, Kevin Hayes is going to Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg said they just wanted to uh, grab him while he's cheap and then lock him up for, you know, six, seven years. Uh, big NHL vet. Kevin Hayes, he's a Rangers player for a little while, wasn't he? Yeah, yes, and I never liked him as a Rangers. I mean, he was good, but he just seemed so, like, he played such a lethargic style of hockey, you know, like it was it was almost like Nash, you know what I mean? Like Nash when the playoffs would yeah. come around, like he'd just disappear, you know what I mean? Like not that physical, you know, like you dangle here and there and score a couple goals. He just drove me nuts. Yeah, he really did. And so, like, I hear, like, Winnipeg picking up Kevin Hayes, and, like, I go back to the sound we just made a little while ago, like, wah, 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 who gives <laughs> I mean, and then, uh, but Pat, touched on Carlson, too, he just had surgery. He had groin surgery on, I think, on the 31st of May. So, um, they're saying that he's going to be ready for the start of the season, but he did just have surgery, so that might affect where he ends up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he found that that last series with him, he just wasn't himself, and they were focusing on it too, and they were showing him like how he just wasn't in full stride because he's such a fast player and he's got yeah. such a great stride. You could tell he was just not going one hundred percent, especially that last game. Um, well, not the last game, but uh, he didn't play in the last game of that series. But the game before that, he was out trying to stretch out on the ice, and you know he just wasn't himself, and that's kind of what happened to the Sharks. They had some some injuries there. And I think that was a big part of their loss. Um, and the big but, thing with uh, Carlson leaving, wasn't it? I think we touched on it here and, you know, this is all rumors, nothing from blue line hockey club. Just what we've heard on Twitter is that he had some, his wife had some issues with some of the other wives on the team and it, they just weren't gelling together. Um, yeah. I, yeah, Hoffman. yeah. Hoffman's down in uh, Florida now though. So, so Fla- Hoffman's down in Florida. So, I mean, I think the, uh, the cat fights are all over, so maybe he wants Meow. to go back there where he's comfortable. Well, not only that, but there's Meow. new management, new leadership, Meow. new new, uh, new management, new coaches. Yeah. Could Plus, be. you know, the other thing, you know, it gets hot up there for like two weeks out of the year, too. So, you know, it's nice. Uh, Some people like that. <laughs> what do you think? Is there, anything worse, is there anything worse sounding than groin surgery? Oh. Uh, I don't think so. Gotta suck. Anyway. Carlson, too, you know, going to San Jose, he wasn't the stud guy on the team anymore. I mean, they have so many stars. Um, He kind of blends in. I mean, you got a guy like Brett Burns. uh, You know, Thornton is probably getting a lot of attention from the media as well, just being so, you know, old. But they have, you know, they have a lot of guys that probably. A lot of guys. Superstars there. But um, Couture, I mean, all these guys that had. So if he goes to Ottawa, then he's the main guy in town. Everybody's giving him the respect. He's got, you know, all the uh, – when he's on the ice playing, they're expecting him to, you know, do his thing. And, you know, it's not ten other yeah, guys. I mean, that are, who does Ottawa have right now that's been making the headlines? Brady Kachuk. Rookies. And now they're like 21-year-old, 2018, 19-, 21-year-old guys that are uh, running that team now. So they definitely need a leader like him. I just can't see him going back there after all the issues he had with the owners and everything else but uh, now that they've got things switched up with their management maybe we'll we'll see what happens it'll be something we'll watch but yeah uh, but the, the stanley cup final yeah, at least we're getting a uh, getting our money's worth here and one team's not running away with it and hopefully we'll get a good game seven out of it and uh you know i'd like to see as much hockey as possible so i'm glad that the blues came back and they didn't end up shitting the bed and getting swept by the Bruins and it should be uh pretty interesting here in the last yeah well, we got like a week left a week and, left of the NHL season and I, I'm just glad we had uh 
scored his first goal with the St. Louis Blues. So it was big having him on and, uh, you know, getting someone that, you know, has been in the locker room with the Blues and, you know, kind of touched on what he felt was, uh, you know, the atmosphere, I guess, in the locker room. So having Wade on, local boy, we all know him. Uh, we like to see the guys from our upstate yep. New York uh, lot, get Wade. on the podcast. And let's all yeah. be grateful. Let's all be grateful. We're going to get a game six and see how fucking whammered Brett Hall gets in that one. There you go. Yeah. Did, did you see him come out before the game and do like the cheer for? Oh the, my yeah. god. But listen, you know, if if that was me, like that was scripted, right? They said, Brett, you, you're. Can we get you to go out on the ice and rally up the fans? Like, what would you do if they asked you to do that? I the first thing I'd be like, yeah. And then I'd be like, all right, I need some fucking beers. All right, give me some whiskey. <laughs> give me some whiskey. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, I didn't, you know, at that point, I didn't realize he was into the beers, but I did. I was like, wow, he's really enthusiastic right now. He's fired. <laughs> he's getting them fired up. But no, I look at the Twitter picture of him flipping off the brooms, like, you know, everybody's talking about how whammered he was. And then I immediately went back to the beginning of the game going, oh, now it all makes sense. Now it's coming well, together. And then, yeah. and then, you know, just to see, you know, how whammered he was, he was, you know, sitting down with, you know, in, with the fans. I mean, he's got a press, he can go anywhere he wants in that arena. And he was right down near the glass, you know, giving him a little finger. I mean, he had to be tipsy. <laughs> Yeah, that was classic, and that was awesome to see. You know, just uh, somebody you know captured that on their cell phone. That's the problem with cell phones these days; you can't do anything without getting noticed. He's probably like son of a bitch. You know, he's probably all over. Yeah, yeah. People are calling him out. He probably doesn't give a fuck. He's dirty. He's rich and famous. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people forget about him being the all-time points leader as a United States player. Um, he still holds that record of most points for, for the USA. So oh, he was awesome to watch when we were growing up. I loved watching him. Yeah, they should, they had a picture on Twitter the other day of him and uh, Gretzky on the blue line for the national anthem in the St. Louis Blues jersey. So that's crazy. I mean, the Blues the Blues need a Stanley Cup, man, and you know they might get it this year. So they're deserving of it. A lot of hockey hotbed out there. Oh yeah, it should be interesting, fellas. We've been waiting all season for this shit. So. All right, fellas, it was another uh, another exciting episode. We do want to just give one more plug to our sponsors here at the Blue Line Hockey Club. We have the Summer Skates guys over at summerskates.com. If you haven't checked them out, and a new sponsor that we've just brought on from Latvia and Europe, uh, Rocket Grips, and they do grips for lacrosse sticks and hockey sticks, and uh, they're customizable, and they're pretty cool. Um, pretty cool if you haven't seen them yet, so get on to and Rocket Grips. I just want to say thank you in Latvia. Utra. <laughs> Sophia. Blah blah. <laughs> blah 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 blah. All right, boys. It was another good show on the Blue Line Hockey Club, and we thank all the listeners for checking us out and get on our. We uh, got the uh, Saint Lawrence coach next week, Raymar. Yep, Saint Lawrence coach uh, just hired uh, last week, so I think this is probably his first big interview. Uh, Brett Brecky. So uh, we're breaking the news live here with the Blue Line Hockey Club next week. Got to check out that interview. It's going to be pretty sweet. Um, until then, get on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, and uh, obviously BlueLineHockeyClub.com. Uh, all of our podcasts are on there. Uh, get on, subscribe, get all the information about future podcasts coming up. But uh, another good show, boys. And until next time, keep your stick on the ice. Tell you. Oh, doctor. Well. Yeah.
Rob, your eyes. Open your eyes. 